We're not going to see Walker Bueller in the Cactus League at all. Is that a cause for concern? Shahil Tani finally did live BP, hit a home run. And we got a question about his overall Dodger career. And Mookie Betts, his teammates, supposedly have thoughts on him and all his off-the-field endeavors. Is that true or just Dylan Hernandez saying things? That's what we're going to get into. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And new customers can join today and get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you want to become an everyday, all you have to do is listen or watch every day, which can be made easier by subscribing and getting notified when episodes are ready. If this is your first time listening watching, welcome. My name is Vince Samperio, joined by my co-host Jeff Snyder. Jeff and I are both lifelong Dodger fans that have been watching the Dodgers since we were kids, that we have been covering the Dodgers uh, since we were adults, and we continue to do that. We're not quite insiders, but we're here to bring you what we believe is smart and rational thoughts about the Dodgers, making you and us better Dodger fans overall. And we're here to do that once again. Uh, we got some somewhat news out of Dodger camp in the sense of Walker Bueller. So we're going to start there. Walker Bueller, we, have, we knew was going to be on delay to start the season. We weren't really sure how long or what that delay is. We got a little bit of a timeline on that coming out of Monday with Dave Roberts saying that Walker Bueller would not pitch in any Cactus League games, which means he'd at least be delayed a month to start the season, which puts him there, you know, late April, early May at the very earliest, which it does seem like it might be a little bit beyond that. Yeah. Uh, Roberts did have a lot of good things to say about how Bueller has looked. Maybe let's just play this clip uh, courtesy of Sports in L.A., uh, what Roberts had to say about Bueller, uh, and at the end he does talk about that Cactus League stuff. Um, I, I don't want to, you know, put pressure on the training staff or Walker. Um, I, I do know that he is throwing the baseball really well. Um, as the days go on, he's going to get very anxious knowing who he is as a competitor. Um, I just don't know right now. Um, you know, when he gets into the regular routine of facing hitters, extending, getting some length, then I think it'll be more clear to kind of project. But I, right now, I don't even know, uh, you know, time to return for Walker Bueller. Is there any chance to Walker? Is he going to pitch in Cactus League games at all? I think that right there is probably unlikely. The interesting thing about all this for me, I guess, is like it's not totally clear whether they're holding back on Bueller because he's not ready or just kind of in view of the long run, knowing that his, his innings are going to be limited this year because of coming back from surgery. And so they want to kind of front load at least some of that break so that, you know, to try to have him as, as healthy and strong as possible in October. Um, and, and we're not really getting any hints either way from Roberts. Um, 
you know, because when you think about it, just what's it been five months ago, Walker Bueller was seriously wanting to be back in September and pitch for the Dodgers in the postseason. And then the Dodgers shut that down so that he could be, uh, you know, not risk this year. Um, but it seems like if, if there was any sort of chance that he was going to be ready in last September, that he would probably be ready <laughs> around now after five more months. And so it, I, I would guess that this is all just based on, you know, knowing, okay, we're probably only going to get a, going to get 130 140 innings from him this year so no point having him start the season in the rotation it's what it feels like and realistically just some of the wording that he used there in terms of you know walker bueller being the competitor that he is wanting to go like i'm sure if it was up to walker bueller and his arm allowed him then he would be ready to go at the start of the season uh it doesn't necessarily seem like that's i don't think it's all that i think it's definitely the team easing him in knowing that they have at least to start, the, it's one of those things where if you start the season with depth, you know, you can have the, the Walker Bueller kind of wait around and, and start the season a little bit later. Whereas if, you know, you were coming into it and you had multiple guys injured and you needed Walker Bueller, then maybe, you know, they would push them that way and, and kind of, okay, you're going to pitch in the beginning of the season, but then we'll kind of, you know, whether it's a, a IL stint or whether it's, you know, we skip your start every so often, whatever the case is, to kind of monitor those innings. So I think it's probably that. Uh, but for me, yeah, I don't have any issues with it as long as everyone's being transparent, which they don't necessarily need to be transparent with us as fans. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we know how Walker Bueller is. We've seen him. He's said, I think he's on the, the Just Baseball show. He's still been on it. He said he was, you know, still 92, 94 in his bullpens, which is a little bit down from where he's been. So I don't know if there's still more to work up to, if that's where he's going to be now. Maybe adrenaline gets him to 95, maybe 96. Well, that remains to be seen, but there's definitely a lot of question marks left for Walker Bueller. And a lot of our answers over the offseason have been, well, he's Walker Bueller. We're expecting to be back, but you know, that might not be the answer. Yeah. It is safe to assume that Bueller and the Dodgers are on the same page. You know, you mentioned that transparency. Uh, I'm sure the Dodgers are being transparent with Bueller and vice versa. Um, and, and having that plan. Uh, for him and, and Roberts kind of acknowledges that Bueller's going to get antsy. He's going to want to be in the games, but Bueller's also going into free agency. And I think Bueller recognizes that 130 really, really good innings are probably better for him financially in free agency than 180 innings where he's not as good uh, or has his ups and downs. And because, especially if the 130 innings are from some point after opening day through October. Um, and, and so he can go into free agency saying, look, I'm healthy and I'm really good. Uh, and, and so I, I do think that his best interests and the Dodgers best interests happen to line up, even though he is going into free agency, um, because the Dodgers would like nothing more than for Bueller to be healthy and awesome in October. Uh, and even if that means that they lose him in free agency or have to play, pay more to keep him in free agency or whatever it is, uh, th- those interests definitely line up. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, with, with everything that that uh, kind of comes with the Dodgers is stuff will kind of figure itself out if, if something happens early in the season. And, you know, he ends up coming in and being a guy that throws his rehab starts in the majors, which is possible. Uh, that's always a, an option for them. But realistically, between Sheehan, Grove, Gavin Stone, Ryan Yarbrough, assuming they all you know stay on the on in the organization through 
the, the spring training and into the regular season to have more than enough to carry the load early on. And, you know, the offense should be putting up enough runs, uh, which is one of the things we're going to talk about next because Shohei Otani hit against live pitching. He hit a home run. He came out of it all good as far as we know. And that was the next step that we were looking forward to that we talked about just yesterday. So now we'll talk about the results of it today. And uh, that's what's coming up. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to become an everyday by listening or watching every day. And it can be made easier by subscribing on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All you got to do is search for Locked On Dodgers. And if you're on YouTube already, you can go to Locked On Sports Today or Locked On Sports Los Angeles. Those are two 24-7 streaming channels from the Locked On Podcast Network that are covering the biggest news and stories from the sports world and the L.A. sports world from Locked On hosts, experts, and more. They are running all day all night, whenever you need it, go check those out. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be on Locked on Sports Los Angeles for sure. So, Jeff, our next topic is Shohei Otani. And we kind of joked last week or two weeks ago that, you know, we could have an Otani segment probably the rest of the way in spring. And we haven't ha haven't quite had that yet, but uh, we've had it at least the last two days and, and the first two days of this week. But Otani, we just talked about yesterday and, and facing live pitching and how he had been on the schedule a couple times, didn't end up doing it, kind of was on his schedule, not anything to be concerned about. Well, those concerns were quelled pretty quick because he did face live pitching on Monday morning and he hit one home run. He faced JP Fireisen. Uh, he took him deep and it was one of those, you know, anything. It, it feels kind of funny watching these videos from spring with all these reactions because you can't necessarily tell if it's fan reactions or teammate reactions or anything else or you know it probably is a combination uh but the general awe of what is going on with otania is is kind of interesting yeah we've got video of that home run too it's just a short little video from sports in la i'm going to play that right now couple things you might notice from that uh, in the background, there's guys in Dodger uniforms sitting in a dugout with their phones out filming that like, yeah, there, there's fan excitement there too, but this is uh, all of Dodger land excitement. And, you know, yeah, it, it was just the one swing. I think that was the only fair ball he hit. He took a lot of pitches uh, first time in the box. He didn't take any swings. He was just tracking pitches and then took a couple swings against Blake Trinan. I know he fouled one off. He swung and missed once. Um, and then even as fire as, and he took a few pitches before actually swinging and hitting that home run. And so he, he definitely, it was just another step in the, in the process. And even if he had 
hit a ground ball to second, it would have been exciting, you know, like, hey, he just hit a fair ball off of a live pitcher. But the fact that he did put a good swing on it, hit the ball well, uh, you know, we we said yesterday we were going to be excited about whatever happened, and it happened, and it was exciting, and it was kind of the talk of baseball, uh, much to the chagrin of some people. There, there There's definitely Otani fatigue uh, around the league, and it is not in Dodgerland, definitely not on the Locked on Dodgers podcast. I don't know if we're ever going to get Otani fatigue, uh, but I think uh, fans of, you know, an unnamed team that Otani used to play for uh, seem pretty grumpy about uh, any mention of Otani. And, you know, hopefully they will channel that channel that anger in the right place, which is Artie Marino. Yeah, it's pretty interesting when your team and everyone around you covers Otani the way, you know, he maybe deserves to be covered, that it's going to happen sometimes that you're not necessarily a fan of it. But this all kind of goes into a question that we got last week. I remember you guys, you guys put in questions. We didn't get to all of them. One of them comes from Jonathan at LA Dodgers CT3. And he asked, can Otani make his way on the Dodgers Mount Rushmore when it's all said and done? Jonathan adds, along with Sandy, Jackie, and Kershaw. Now, Otani signed to a 10-year deal. You know, after next year, should be pitching and hitting for however long he can do that for. Yeah, Jeff, is is this one of those where Otani can become a Dodger great legend up there with the upper echelons of the rest of the guys? Uh, you know, the, the Mount Rushmore questions are always interesting to me just because it, I, I wish Mount Rushmore, the actual Mount Rushmore had 11 people on it or something instead of just four, because it's impossible to narrow down a team with the history of the Dodgers to four. I mean, even the four that, uh, or the three that were listed there, you know, Jackie and Koufax and, and Kershaw, well, that leaves out Tommy Lasorda and Vince Scully and, Duke Snyder and Don Drysdale and Oral Hershiser, Fernando, you know, so many guys who uh, maybe would be on another team's uh, Mount Rushmore. And so, you know, uh, can, can Otani be one of the four best Dodgers of all time? I guess that'll depend on, I, I guess the advantage, part of the advantage or the, the benefit he has going into that is that both Jackie Robinson and Sandy Koufax had relatively short careers uh, Jackie's because he started, he didn't get to start till he was 28 and Koufax is because he retired when he was 30. Uh, and so the fact that Otani played the first several years of his career in Japan and the first several years of his MLB career in Anaheim, well, he's still going to get hopefully the full 10 years, uh, in, in LA and playing really well. And if that's the case, if Otani, uh, plays really, really well for the next 10 years, yeah, especially if he you know hits well and pitches well. If all goes according to plan, Otani could easily end up as you know one of the you know at least arguably one of the four best Dodgers of all time. I think his case in this sense is going to be tied to how many championships they win because realistically, you know, if he hits fifty homers a year and like hits five hundred homers specifically as a Dodger. That might be enough. You know, if he hits and pitches, you know, pitches well, maybe wins one Cy Young somehow in there, a few MVPs in there, you know, that he statistically he would be one of those Dodger greats in, in that sense. But I think what would put him on, you know, quote unquote Mount Rushmore would be, I think, his any success with the Dodgers of his is going to be tied unfairly or fairly to championships. And I think if the Dodgers win, 
you know, at least two in the next 10 years. That's, you know, for sure going to boost his case. If they win anything more than that, I think that solidifies it with him having, you know, relatively good numbers throughout those 10 years. But, you know, I do think it's kind of tied a little bit to how much they win. Whereas, you know, guys, you know, Jackie and, and, and Sandy did win, Kershaw's won. But those guys have a little bit different reverent. You know, Jackie has breaking the color barrier. Kershaw's been with the team, you know, almost it's going to be, what, year 17 coming into it. And, you know, did win, was MVP, was does have the Cy Young. You know, Sandy Koufax has all the accolades that he has, you know, no hitters and, and World Series and everything else. And I think Otani's is going to be tied a little bit more to championships just because he's coming in as a generational talent already. Yeah, yeah, because he, you know, uh, the one thing that Jackie and Koufax and Kershaw have in common is that they never played for any team other than the Dodgers. They are uh, born, you know, uh, obviously Kershaw's the only one drafted by the Dodgers because he's the only one who came in when the draft existed. But the Dodgers famously brought in all three guys. They drafted Kershaw. They signed Koufax as a bonus baby. They, you know, signed Jackie Robinson under the uh, most unique circumstances in baseball history. And so, uh, yeah, like, like you said, the fact that he he's already won two MVPs without the Dodgers. And so just winning a bunch more MVP MVPs might not make him a Dodger legend, but winning four world series titles and four or five MVPs. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that is, that, that cements the Dodgers hat on his hall of fame plaque. Uh, if he does those things and it, it will be impossible for him to be considered one of the upper echelon great Dodgers if his Hall of Fame plaque doesn't have a Dodger head on it. And so he does need to perform at least, you know, uh, he has basically what the equivalent of about four seasons of great production with the Angels. And so he needs to at least top that and uh, probably by a lot in order to to really become a true Dodger legend. And, you know, again, when, when we're talking about limiting it to four people, I don't know if he'll ever get to the point where everybody in agree in the world agrees that he is on Dodgers Mount Rushmore. Um, because like right now, I don't even necessarily agree. I, I don't know if you can pick four people. The Dodgers have more than four people who deserve to be on Mount Rushmore. Uh, uh, but if we're talking about, uh, you know, Dodgers greats, um, and, you know, more than just having the number retired because, you know, Jim Gilliam and even Don Sutton aren't quite in that upper echelon. Uh, so Otani, in addition to having his number 17 re retired by the Dodgers, is going to have to take that next step to be, you know, one of the guys when you first you say, who, who are the Dodgers greats? And he's one of the first names that comes out of your mouth. Yeah, the other part of that is, let's just say they do win a few titles over these next 10 years. Mookie Betts is going to be right there as well. And then, you know, if you were going pure around Mount Rushmore, then, you know, does Mookie make it, does, you know, whatever the case is. So, you know, it, it's hard to pick just for, like you said, even if you broke it down, I mean, you'd have to break it down by like decades or eras to, to really kind of get the gratification of a, a true Mount Rushmore for the Dodgers specifically. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, all that to, to say, Mookie Betts is up next in our topics. There was an article from the LA Times that talked about Mookie Betts and after his comments about, you know, caring or not caring, how he performed last year in the playoffs. And there was a little tidbit in there that uh, we're trying to see if it was uh, true. And if it is true, how come there was a more expanded on it? So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers.
Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. All you got to do is place one bet of $5 or more. If that bet wins, you get an extra $150 to place more bets with. So go check it out right now at FanDuel.com slash on. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and NBA teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. You know, LeBron to score over a certain amount of points. Anthony Davis to get over a certain amount of rebounds if you're a Lake fan. You know, Kawhi Leonard or Paul George or anybody else, the Clippers winning. You know, if you're that other L.A. team fan or or if you're not, then just any NBA bet that's out there that you think, ah, you know what, I feel the confidence in this. I'm going to put five bucks on this and then I'm going to get 150 bucks after. So go to vandal.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Vandal, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Welcome back to Locked On Dodgers. If you are not an everydayer, that is someone that listens or watches every day. And admittedly, that's uh, some of our favorite people that watch this show are the ones that watch every single day or listen on wherever you get YouTube or not wherever you get YouTube, wherever you get podcasts every single day. Uh, some of our other favorite fans are Locked On Dodgers Insiders. You can get become one of those by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers and you can text directly with us, get updates from us. You can ask us questions. Uh, some of those questions get you know featured on the show. We had a, a Locked On Dodgers Insider question yesterday. So go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. Get the free trial. Check it out. And if you want to stick around with us, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. All right, Jeff. Uh, Mookie Betts, you know, we talked about his comments last week about, you know, after, how he performed in the postseason, uh, the idea of, of that he doesn't care and everything else. And, you know, we were obviously in, in Mookie's side of things in the sense of, you know, he just didn't hate. It's not a matter of caring or anything like that. It's just a matter of him not performing. Because if you think he didn't care and, you know, Freddie Freeman was right there with him and not performing and, uh, you know, if you think Freddie and Mookie both don't care, then, you know, there might be more of a a question of your beliefs rather than their beliefs. But it was an article from the LA Times from Dylan Hernandez and there was one, you know, it had most of the quotes from Mookie and kind of talked about, you know, what happened last year and everything else. But there was one little thing in there that that was an interesting tidbit and it talked about Mookie Betts and it talked about his teammates. And it said the extreme fluctuations in performance coupled with his relatively low key demeanor have made even some of his teammates question his commitment. There was no follow up after that. No, you know, anonymous quote or even an anonymous you know, anecdote or anything like that. So, Jeff, uh, you know, while I do believe maybe somebody mentioned it to him or something of that nature, I don't think he would make it up out of thin air. But to not expand on it seemed a little bit disingenuous to Mookie. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's I think it's ridiculous. I think it's bad journalism, for one thing, um, if you can believe that coming from Dylan Hernandez. Uh, I also think that. Anytime you have a group of 26 people or over the course of a season, you know what, 55 people who can say they were Mookie's teammate last year. Yeah, probably one of them did question his commitment. Okay. Uh, was it, you know, I, I'm not even going to name names, I, I, but was it a guy who played three games with the Dodgers or was it a key player? What, you know, like that's information that's useful saying, uh, I'm, and well, and this is says some of his teammates. So Dylan Hernandez, Dylan Hernandez is saying that multiple 
of Mookie's teammates have questioned Mookie's commitment. Uh, presumably, uh, they've said this directly to Dylan Hernandez uh, because how else would Dylan Hernandez know about it? So what Dylan Hernandez is telling us is that multiple of Mookie Betts' teammates have called or texted Dylan Hernandez and said, man, I sure do question Mookie Betts' commitment. What with all this stuff that he has going on? And the fact is, it's it's ridiculous. And Mookie even said it. he played four sports growing up, you know, and he became an elite major league baseball player. He has been into all these other things. That, but the only thing different last year was his podcast, you know. And and I mean, Vince, you you can speak more than most people about how much work Mookie actually had to put, had to put into it. Mostly, I mean, Mookie sat on a couch for an hour at a time and talked to his buddies. The rest of the work, Mookie wasn't producing this podcast. Mookie wasn't, Mookie put in less work on his podcast than we put in on this one. You know, like you and other people did the work on Mookie's podcast. Mookie had conversations with his friends, right? I'm not wrong about that, right? No, that's very true. Yeah, and so, which is good. That's the way it should be because Mookie is a professional baseball player. He has more important things to talk about or to, to focus on. And so, yeah, it would be great. And that's the only thing that was different last year than in previous years is the podcast. He's always enjoyed bowling and it's never been a problem. I mean, the fact that Mookie has struggled, you know, it has kind of uh, faded into the, the, uh, the finish line several years says more about the grueling nature of a long season. And it's not like, Oh, well, if he hadn't gone bowling 14 times during the season, he would have had more energy. Like I've been bowling. It's, it's not that, I mean, I'm in terrible shape and I'm still, it takes me an hour or two to recover from bowling. You know, it's not a grueling physical sport. It's a skill sport. Um, and, and I don't know. It's just crazy to me that anybody would actually think Mookie needs to think about nothing but baseball. And that is why he went hitless in three games against D-backs last year. People go hitless in three games stretches. You know, it just sucks that it happened in October. And it's weird to tie it to like fluctuations in performance, like hot month, cold month, like that makes it even. So he only cares. He only, he cared really a lot in the month of August, but then in September he's like, and eh, I don't care so much. So, you know, I'm not going to hit it as well. And then in October, like I said, three games, he was like, yeah, you know what? I don't care this month either. Like it, it doesn't make sense. If he was somebody that, you know, consistently faded at the end of the season or consistently had a slow start coming into the season where it's like, okay, you didn't work out in the off season or you haven't maintained yourself throughout the regular season. Then, then I could see inklings of how people can get to those, final destinations of Mookie not caring, but for it to be an up and down during the season or even, you know, week to week, month to month, whatever it is, it it's, you know, kind of loses its mustard a little bit because you're saying, Oh, he cared this month, but not this month. Yeah. And like, don't you think Mookie, uh, if we establish that he does care, don't you think he would identify a correlation like last August when he was the best player in baseball for the whole month of August. Don't you think it would, if, if there was some correlation, Oh, well, I didn't bowl it all this month. And I, didn't do my podcast as many times this month and I had my best month. Maybe I should try that again. If there was a correlation, Mookie would be the one to find it. You know um, it's, I don't even understand where it's coming from. And, and just the fact that Dylan just throws out this bomb. Some of his teammates question his commitment and then never mentions it again. Like that is a statement that when you're reading an article, like if you're writing this as a paper for school, that would be a great 
uh, opening statement where then your next three paragraphs are examples. Uh, like, but there's not. He never mentions it again in the article. Doesn't even hint at it again. Just throws it out there like we should just accept it. And like, if you're not willing to put names on it, it reminds me of the the Yasiel Puig stuff with Andy Van Slyke uh, on the radio uh, several years ago saying that his son had told him that the, what do you say, the the highest paid player on the Dodgers hated Yasiel Puig or something like that. And everybody just took that to mean Clayton Kershaw hates Yasiel Puig when it was pretty clearly talking about Zach Greinke, you know, like, but because Andy Van Slyke said the highest paid player, everybody just said, well, Clayton Kershaw's the highest paid player when probably uh, what he meant to say was a high paid player or something, but you know, and so it wasn't actually new information and it's just like ridiculous stuff. Like I, I just Dylan Hernandez, like we, we read this so you guys don't have to, I'll put it that way. Like uh, it, it's ridiculous and it's awful. Yeah. And then, you know, last year for Mookie, Regardless of the fact that he loves to play infield and came up in infield and everything else, it's still not something that you're, uh, you know, I've been a gold glove outfielder for almost my entire career now. And, you know, but our team really needs a shortstop right now or a second baseman right now. And yeah, I love, you know, to play, you know, whatever, if, you know, I love to play catcher, let's just say, that doesn't mean I want to go be play catcher. Like, for every day like it's a different spot i've already had success in the spot i'm in like that's not something he had to do that's something he did do and you know now he's going to be more of an everyday infielder uh because of it but you know there was a lot last year to mookie you know having one of his best it, it if it was coming off if it, you're coming off a, a struggling september which dave roberts alluded to maybe mookie was trying to get that 40th home run a little bit there towards the end you know, I can understand that. That's understandable. That's not a question of commitment. That's just a question of, you know, sometimes you get in your head a little bit when you're at the plate. But then, you know, when you get to three games in October, like, you know, and at any point, he only had one at bat or maybe one or two at bats where he wasn't down by at least four runs already in most of those games that or in, in those games that he played. So it's a little bit different mentality. You know, again, we're not making excuses for the performance, but we're just saying that it doesn't come from a lack of caring. It just comes from, hey, you know what? It didn't happen. Yeah. And Dodger players, if you're texting Dylan Hernandez to question Mookie Betts' uh, commitment, I encourage you to evaluate things in your life and, and fix them. Uh, all right, Jeff, you got anything else to add? Uh, no, I think I made it clear how I feel about Dylan Hernandez, right? Yeah, but very clear. So, again – we appreciate and love Mookie and uh, you know, if it all wraps up this October with Mookie and Freddie and Shohei and everybody else leading the Dodgers to world series win, you know, we're not going to care about who if Mookie bowls or not uh, at the end of it. So, yep. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to subscribe and wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, make sure to become an everyday by listening or watching every day. Make sure to tell your friends and family Dodger season is upon us. Game start this week. I know everyone wants their Dodger fix. So why not stick around with us for 30 minutes a day, Monday through Friday. It's a very easy way to get your Dodger fix uh, before the game. So go check that out. 
Remember, you can become a Lockdown Dodgers insider at joinsubtext.com slash Lockdown Dodgers. Lockdown Dodgers insider, somebody that has direct access to us through text messaging. You can get our updates from the spring and anything else that happens. You can ask us for any questions, comments, reactions, concerns, anything else, and uh, we'll get directly back to you. Remember that Lockdown's po- the Lockdown Podcast Network has two 24-7 streaming channels, Lockdown Sports Today and Lockdown Sports Los Angeles going all day, all night long on YouTube. So go subscribe and check those out. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. You can DM us with any other questions or comments. You can also send those via email, LockdownDodgers at gmail.com, or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Text my advice by podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.